Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Faith, love and obedience. That's what we're talking about. Yesterday we were talking about how we can be sure that we're hearing God because if we want to obey him, we've got to hear him. And you were looking at the verse in the first epistle of John chapter 4 where it talks about testing the spirits to see whether they are from God. Yes, and we we spent uh, the whole program really talking about that one verse because it is such an important subject. And we do see there is so much deception around, Julia. That's the trouble. I, I come across so, so much deception. And, of course, the enemy is the deceiver of the brethren. And uh, people open themselves up to deception if they're not obeying the word of God. The scripture is very clear about that, that he who hears the word and does not obey deceives himself. And if you deceive yourself, then, of course, it's going to be very easy for the enemy to back that up with a whole lot of his deception. And then you so, find yourself walking in treacle. Yeah, but we've got to live by the truth. Because if we live by the truth of God's word, uh, the spirit of truth and the word of truth will work together to form a very powerful combination in our lives. Now, in chapter 4, verse 2, we read, This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world, and indeed is operating all around us. There are other religions that say, well, we believe in Jesus, we believe he's a prophet, or we believe you know, he was a good teacher or a good man, or things like that. But actually, um, it is Antichrist unless you believe he is Christ. Anti means against Christ. So... Uh, it is Antichrist, it's the spirit of Antichrist, if you believe he is not the Christ, if you believe he is anything less than God, the Son of God. Because to be Christ is to be divine, it is to be God. So uh, anything less than that is the Antichrist. The Antichrist, John is making clear, is not a person but it is anything that is opposed to the truth of who Jesus Christ is. So he is saying that this spirit of the Antichrist, see it's, a, it, it's like a, an evil spirit, this spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world and is operating all around us. Then he goes on to say, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. You have overcome all these spirits that are not of God. Because the one who is in you, the Holy Spirit, is greater than the one who is in the world, the spirit of Antichrist. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. So if you are a Christian and you know the word of God and you speak or preach, communicate the word of God in the power of the spirit, you are communicating the truth. So the way in which people respond to what you say determines whether they also have the spirit of truth 
or whether a spirit of falsehood, as John calls it, is operating in them. That's very interesting. Yeah. You've got to be discerning, you see. And this is what I was saying yesterday. Most Christians are not discerning. And you have to remember what Paul said, that uh, our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's not a question of criticizing the people. Our, our fight is against the spiritual powers and authorities that are at work in the world and in heavenly places. But they are in the, at work in the world, not just up in the heavenly places. So you have to, you have to discern now, is, is this the person? Is this something simply from their flesh or from their soul? Uh, or is this something from a wrong spirit, a deceiving spirit? Or is this the spirit of God? And if it's the spirit of God, then it, it ties up exactly with the word of God. The, a, a real revelation from the spirit of God illuminates the word of God for you, brings that word to life so that you know that you can then put that word into operation. It's interesting when you compare this verse with what we were talking about a couple of days ago about love being very practical and words hardly need to be used. Yes, and, um, you know, words in the sense of telling people that you love them uh, actions speak for themselves when it comes to love. And uh, you see, it is deceiving if somebody says that they love another person, but then they don't back it up with action. And people recognize that. They say, well, it's all words. And uh, it mustn't be words. I mean, it's better to, to do the thing than the, whatever it is to obey than just to speak some sentiment. Jesus taught a very, very interesting little um, uh, parable about father sending the two sons to work in the vineyard. And the first one said, yeah, I'll go, but he never went. And the other one said, no, I don't want to go. But then he thought better of it and he went. And Jesus simply asked the question, which one did the will of his father? Which one obeyed? Not the one who said, yes, 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 I go. Yes, I love you, Lord. I'll obey you, Lord. But he didn't do it. But the one who didn't seem to have a good attitude at first, but then thought better of it, repented, in other words, and he actually went. So Jesus said, well, which one did the will of God? Which one obeyed him? The one who did the business. And that's, I think, a very, very fine, such a simple parable, so easy to understand and helps us to therefore uh, know that we, the only way you can obey is by action. I, I once, I was at a, <laughs> I was at a prayer meeting in a church when I was traveling somewhere or other, and this group of people were, were praying before the meeting. And, and this dear soul prayed, Lord, Please make me willing to be willing to do your will. And I thought, make me willing to be willing to do your will. And I thought, well, if the Lord even answered that and made you willing to do his will, you still haven't done anything. And you see, this is, 
This is the crazy way of thinking. It sounds so spiritual. Oh, Lord, make me willing to be willing to do your will. But actually, God says, get on with it. What are you praying nonsense like that for? Just do it. You don't have to pray to be willing. Just do it. You see, the gospel is so practical. And God isn't going to make you willing because uh, it's a matter of the heart. And God will never, ever intervene in a person's heart until they recognize that their hearts are impure or full of unbelief and they repent and turn to God and ask him to do something in their hearts. So, uh, you know, there's so much super spirituality and unreality around in, in the Christian world. It's a bit frightening, really, isn't it? Well, but putting it another way, Colin, do you think that as Christians we have a responsibility to encourage the right reaction from people? So, therefore, we have to decide what is going to be most appropriate in any situation. Is it going to be words or is it going to be actions? And it's probably going to be actions from what you've just said. Yes, I mean, James said, didn't he, uh, you know, that if you have real faith, then it will be demonstrated in action. He said, you know, I will show you my faith by what I do. And he was obviously speaking against the kind of super spirituality where people are saying, I believe, I really believe, but you don't actually see any fruit. And you turn people off. And you turn people off because it does seem hypocritical, nonsensical, really. Uh, so this is why in, in these two weeks of teaching that we've had, I've said that obedience comes out of love, but it also comes out of faith. And you see, that's exactly what James is saying, confirming really what John is writing here, that where there's love, there will be action. Where there's faith, there will be action. The actions of love, the actions of faith, and both are obedience to the word of God. Because if you love me, you will obey my commandments, Jesus said, and faith is putting the word of God into practice. And it's the actions that will endear people to our faith. Very much so. And one of I think one of the ways in which people evangelize in our church is just to go out and love and serve people and wait for them to ask the questions, why do you do this? Why are you interested in me? Why do you want to help me like this? And then they are witnesses so they can answer the questions as to what has motivated them. But, um, you know, we would prefer to do that, to show the love of God in practice than just to go banging on doors saying, have you been saved? Uh, I, I think what people need to see that the outworking of, of um, the love of God in the lives of believers is that they care for people and they want to love them and serve them and help them in any way possible. In very practical ways, digging their garden, painting a room for them, or whatever it may be. And then you build relationship. You and see. earn the right. And where, where there is relationship, then people will listen. And uh, I think if only we realized it, we would see a lot more people being saved if we loved them into the kingdom instead of trying to talk them into the kingdom. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 